Welcome back to the Clapping Bombs podcast. Today is episode one, part two. We will cover even more NHL teams and recap their first half of the season. So let's get on with it. Moving on to the Edmonton Oilers. Uh, as expected, Connor McDavid and Leon Dreisaitl absolutely putting up monster numbers. Uh, 76 and 75, respectively. Um, you guys have anything on them? They've been doing it a part two, haven't they? Yeah, uh, I have. They well for the first part of the season, they they were together, and I have a very uh, interesting argument here. Maybe a hot take. <laughs> Connor McDavid doesn't deserve the Hart Trophy. I'm sorry. Oof, oof, that's gonna make people mad. But yeah, you're right. He doesn't. I mean, I mean, you can't you can't have a guy that close to him in points on the same damn team and tell me that Connor McDavid's leading this team to victory. He you, you is might... amazing. That's but fair. Tr- the, but it depends I... on what con- I, there's the card trophy is weird because it has like two meanings, right? It, it means league MVP, and it means like most valuable player to that to team. Your team, yeah. But I mean, when you're one point apart, I mean, if you look at it in that aspect, it is hard to say one of. I mean, maybe you give it the both of them. I mean, who knows? Can you even do that? Looking but, at the Hart Trophy voting right now, uh, the midseason award, they said McDavid, McKinnon, Pasternak in that order. By giving it to McDavid, to me, you're completely just negating that's fair. Leon Draisaitl. I think McDavid has found another level to his game this year, and that's an absolute statement to even say. But he does it every single year. But like I, I've I watched him that. in the past, and he's been good. This year, he's been—I mean, literally insane. I get that, but like it he's just... bouncing pucks off Josh Archibald. I mean, he's bouncing pucks off <laughs> Kassanen. I mean, I, I get that, but like it just doesn't. It, it just to me devalues Drysaitel as a player by saying McDavid's maybe like but so great. It's clearly not Drysdale, though. I mean, I know his points are there, but it, it's clearly not Drysdale is not the driving force of this team, and I think that's the big difference. I guess I just I just don't think that you can give it to McDavid when Drysdale's that close to him. I had the same argument a couple even, years ago even for if, Crosby. Even if Drysdale is that good, McDavid still gets number one D, allowing Drysdale to get that space. You, 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 there's still that effect, and maybe it happens in reverse too, but. Like, there'll be a shift where Connor McDavid completely pins someone and Drysaddle comes in, finishes him off, right? That's a thing. Yeah, I guess. And but McDavid just... allows that to happen. And I'm sure, like I said, I'm sure it happens in reverse. But that that's my point. Like, by by giving McDavid the, the trophy, it just feels like you're completely negating everything that Drysaddle's right. doing. But, I mean, in terms of season recap, they were, like, uh, you know, as a first half review... I mean, been, if we're being honest, really the only thing to talk about with the Oilers is McDavid and Dreisaitl, but... Um, I, I, I mean, I do think James Neal is a word. Like, bouncing back to form, I know he hasn't been great by one power play. He's been a... Uh, he I is mean, certainly elite. a... Um, he is certainly not a great 5-on-5 five five player. Uh, he's minus 20 on on the season. Um, I mean, Dreisaitl's a minus 14, though. I mean... 17 out of James Neal's 28 points were on the power play. Um, that's well over half. I mean, we all knew that James Neal was better than what he was in Calgary, but 
Uh, I mean, 19 goals is yeah. certainly good. I think their GM put them in a kind of a weird spot too. I mean, they they trade away John Marino for nothing, and I, I I know that's not their fault, but I still think they kind of got like taken advantage of by Marino and the Penguins. And not to mention that, but we also got Puliarvi, who also took advantage of them. So, I mean, put in a rough spot. Yeah, I mean, seeing Kyler Yamamoto get some is cool um ryan engine hopkins never gets talked about and he's been i mean exactly what you expect out of him that he's so underrated uh yeah i mean nugent hopkins is certainly one of their better players um seeing kyler yamamoto get called up uh is is cool um he's got six points in eight games so far if you're gonna talk about call-ups i mean ethan bear though uh, Ethan Bear is doing fantastic. Um, they, they, they've got a solid core. Uh, I I just don't see McDavid and Dreisaitl being able to pull them very far in the playoffs. Uh, there, there's going to be a point where they just get tired. And I mean, and I, their goalies are not helping them at all. I mean, Mike Smith and Koskinen. Yeah. I mean, well, Koskinen was really good in the first half, but that might just be because of their offensive output being able to. I mean, they have they have they have decent numbers, but I don't think it's going to hold throughout the rest of the season. I mean, we'll have to see what happens, but that's just that's my opinion on it. I just don't think that Koskinen or Koskinen and Smith are the answer for them. Uh, they're Chiarelli uh, screwed up this team so bad. I mean. Yeah, I mean, just imagine this team with Taylor Hall instead of Adam Larson. Yeah, Koskinen, like Koskinen, had like twenty games of experience under his belt before they signed him to a four and a half million dollar contract. Like, even if you think that the guy's going to be the the answer, like you don't sign a guy to that contract immediately. Like, imagine if Bennington would have gotten like eight million dollars from St. Louis for winning the cup, and then. He has a, oh, yeah. He did okay the next year. Like they were be furious. Yeah. So like, I, and I mean, they fired Chiarelli for a reason, and that those kind of things were the reason. Uh, I just don't know. I, I I just don't see this team going very far after uh, they like they might make it into the playoffs, but I don't see them getting very far after that. It's just. I'd agree with that. It's a two-player team, really. Yeah, it's really they like you said they don't have much depth. They have a lot of young kids, but they're still developing. Well, I, I think that also discredits some of their def- maybe not none of their goalies, but there's some of the defensemen. I mean, their defense. I know it's not great, but Clefbaum, Bear, Nurse, all above expectations. Yeah, they're all good, but I like take this team into the playoffs against pretty much any other playoff team, That's and. Fine. McDavid might win them a couple games because that's what he does. They're not going to win a series, though. Yeah, I just don't see them winning a single series. They won't make it far, but they no. could. They could. Eat. I mean, they're in the Pacific. McDavid is against, good enough to steal a series. They, they but, could. They could ease out against Calgary or Vancouver, even Arizona, Vegas. I mean, they could take any of those. I just don't see them being able to take on multiple. Yeah, I mean, at some point, you got to say McDavid and Dreisaitl are going to slow down. Like, they can't they can't get 150 points this season. Can they, though? 
even if they do, how how tired do you think those two are going to be coming into the playoffs? No, I agree with you, but I'm just saying to say that they can't do it, it's not fair for you to say. I mean, it's not it's not likely, but it would be very, very impressive if they did. Could you imagine 150 points in this day and age with these goalies? Yeah, I mean, that's impressive, and that goes to show how good they are, but... We'll see if it holds up. I just don't see this team going very far. Let's switch gears here, then. Let's go look at the Florida Panthers. Because that is a team that I think has surprised a lot of people. I think last year <clears throat> they were doing very, very well, but this year they're on they're in a whole other level. Yeah, I think a lot of that success can come to uh, be attributed to Quinville. Oh he's yeah, the, Quinville's amazing coach. I mean, he's a top he's a top coach of the past I decade. Mean, anyway, he, he takes a team which has got some okay talent, and he he's really I think taking getting the the most out of them. I mean, their first line is. is very, very good. You have Huberto, Barkov, and Dadnov. I mean, the three of them alone are putting up massive points. I mean, Huberto, 65, Barkov, 54. I mean, Dadnov only putting yeah, up 40, but, but I mean, still. It's mostly like guys like Noel uh, Akari. Like, that guy's okay, right? He's not Brett Connolly. These guys are just medium-tier players, and he's getting pretty good production out of them. Yeah, I agree. Uh, well, I can tell you one thing: the Florida success cannot be attributed to Sergey Bobrovsky. He is very, very disappointing this year. He's got the wins, but man, those numbers! Yeah, I think they're winning in spite of him. Yeah, he's, he's, got, he's got a sub nine save percentage and the three point two four goals against. I mean, yeah. I, mean I mean, from what he was doing last year to this year is just not acceptable. I mean, they didn't. They didn't sign him to get this kind of production out of him. They didn't sign him to a $10 million a year deal. That's for just, that it's production. always just stupid to make that. But I mean, in, ter- in terms of first half of the season, they've been, um, like you guys said, exceeding expectations, but barely. I think that they're winning in spite of a lot of things. I'm still not very impressed with this team. I don't, I think they're starting to click, and we can maybe see a a hot streak, like a hot run from them. But I'm not convinced they're a playoff team. I still see a one line team, a weak deep core, and a struggling goaltender. Yeah, I tend to agree. I mean, I think if Bob was playing different, we'd have we'd have it'd probably be a different conversation here. But he's not, and that's like we said, uh, it's, it's pretty disappointing. The demons, like. Ekblad, I can't really. I haven't watched a lot of Ekblad, and his, his stats look like he's kind of becoming the defenseman he was promised to be. But he's a very solid, not very just, offensive defenseman. He's just he's not like elite. You look at Cup contenders, and they always got one guy who's just above and beyond, like John Carlson, uh, Crystal Tang, uh, Eric Carlson. I don't think Ekblad's that guy. I mean, it's definitely. I mean, you could say Keith Yandel's putting up numbers, but. It's well, he, he's he's been relegated to like a, a power play kind of role, and he's been great in that role. He's yeah, a role that's player. what he's I mean, always been good. Yeah, at. he's just a role player, and I, he's, he's he's fantastic at that role. I, you, if if I was a cup contending team, I would probably want someone like that. But uh, I mean, I I like Strawman. He, he's you know he's you know what you get out of Strawman. I'm just not impressed with. Matheson, Stillman, Brown, a lot of their forwards I'm not very impressed with. I mean, after their second line. They, I mean, they made this big move from Mike Hoffman, and he's sitting on the third line. Exactly, yeah. 
I mean, I mean, I know Brian Boyle hasn't been. I'm glad that and has been working out for them, or as some people like to call him, the Danoff. The Danoff. Uh, <laughs> Brett Connolly is keeping up his scoring from last year. Kind of surprising. I didn't. I didn't think that he'd be able to do it, but here he is, 16 goals so far in the first half. I mean, that's 30 goal pace. That's way I've been, better. I've, than... I've been impressed with Vincent Trocheck. He's. I don't think. I, I think he's getting a lot out of him. Quinville does. Yeah, uh, th- th- that's the kind of player Quinville likes, though. I mean, look at Brandon Saad in Chicago. It's the same type of player. Bigger, tougher, two-way guys that can play solid defense, solid offense. I think that that's the kind of guy that Quinville likes to coach, yeah. so it's not a surprise that he's doing well. Um, yeah, a lot to like here. Um, I- I've been actually really sad that Brian Boyle is like relegated to this fourth-line role. You just, I feel like He's such an instigator. He's so hard to play against. Yeah, I mean, he's huge. 6'6". Six, six. The dude's a net front presence for sure. And the games I have watched, I haven't felt this presence past. Yeah, I, I just, I don't think that, I mean, it, look how long it took a team to sign him. So clearly other teams were seeing something that maybe we weren't. But, I mean... It kind of sucks because he's been so effective on so many teams for so long. All right, so moving on to the L.A. Kings. Oh, boy, this one. This one's and we're done. One. <laughs> yeah, I mean. They're in a weird situation. They signed Dowdy this huge contract. And then this happened. <laughs> How did they get to this point? I don't recognize so many names on this team. Is it a coaching problem? I mean, it's not injuries. I mean, There's one guy on the reserve. Ha, ha, look at the There's roster. What? <laughs> yeah, when you try and win with this team, like this is a yeah. Hey, I'm just rough. trying to ask what's going Quick, on here. Quick's been horrible. What, what happened here? Like they they were. I don't even. The backup's not a backup. Yeah, I mean, decor is in shambles. Who are these people? Matt Roy, how dare you? You've never heard of Matt Roy? That's probably that, Matt Waugh. Is it Roy or is it Waugh? I don't even know. No names here. No no depth at all. I mean, Drew Doughty and Forbort. Who's, who's Forbort? It's such a shame because Kopitar's having a pretty good year. Uh, Carter's been fine. Doughty's been okay. But, like, it just I feel bad for these guys. They have no support, and they didn't sign contracts thinking this was going to happen. Kovalchuk has been, I mean, not, I, I haven't, I, he's only played a couple games, but he's been okay in. Montreal, they think he's a savior, you know? Yeah, I mean, like, there's, there's got to be something that isn't just on the players. I mean, th- this team wasn't going to go anywhere with the players yeah, that they well, have. Like I said, like, Kopitar, Tafoli, Carter, these guys have all been, I mean, I'm not going to say great, but they've all been, you know, certainly good under these circumstances. Uh, I mean... Obvious trade deadline sellers. I mean, Toffoli's gone. Martinez is probably gone. I mean, yeah, there's not really much to say about the Kings. It's They haven't really been up to speed since they won the Cup, and that's pretty much the last that they've done anything good. Yeah, but I mean, everyone's been shitting on Detroit for how bad their season have been, and LA's been, like, just as I can't, bad. I, I can't I mean, say just as bad, but they haven't been better. Uh, I mean... Looking at it, like, 
I think it's just all around problems everywhere. I mean, the coach not getting the best out of his players. I mean, yeah. Do you think maybe it's hard to move these guys now, but maybe the off season some of these guys can move? Who are you going to move? They don't have anybody to move. They're yeah, they're Dowdy Kovatar. I don't. I think Carter. I don't think Dowdy's going anywhere. I think Dowdy just signed that huge contract. I think oh, the most think likely he's stick around and waste his entire career on this team, though. I mean, who's going to take that contract? I mean, I know he was a good player, but I'm sure lots of teams would love Dowdy. Yeah, I, I mean, I, I'm just going to say to that, I think that the only way that those guys leave are if they ask to. If they ask to leave, then they'll trade them. But other than that, I think that they'll stay. I, I mean, Dowdy's a very competitive player. You just see it every every time I, I hear a quote from him or whatever. He He's competitive. He wants to win. And I, I, I can just see him getting frustrated with this. I mean, we, uh, from everything that I've heard, you've got Toffoli on the trade block, Lewis and Clifford on the trade block, and, and I mean, those think, are. Do you think the Kings are done for a full rebuild? They have to. There's, I, I mean, mean, there's. They're not making a. They're not I making it be hard run. to win without a rebuild. But they don't even have any prospects to start with. They got to. That's why I'm saying that you moved out, you get some prospects back, maybe you can start a rebuild. True. No, you're right. I, I, I don't know. They gotta I, I do something know. though, and whatever they're doing right now is not working. Yeah, like, like mean, just look at look at uh look at the Rangers. They they did not hold on to their guys, and they're in a pretty good spot right now. Yeah, I, I just don't see any redeeming things here. I mean, they've got some kids that they've drafted the last couple of years. Um, Akil Thomas won the gold medal for uh the Canada at the World Juniors this year in that overtime. Um. They've got Rasmus Kupari is another younger guy that they have coming up. Uh, Tobias Bjorn fought too, but I I don't know. I like they need a lot more than even just that. Three or four prospects still doesn't make this team competitive. All right, and we move on to the Minnesota Wild. Uh, looking at their lineup here, man, uh, no one with more than. 33 points and that would be that would be Eric Stahl. Uh explains why he he got to the All-Star game. Um current injuries just Brad Hunt. I don't watch much of the Wild this year, but there was one game early in the season where Brad Hunt made some ridiculous move and it put a sour taste in my mouth. <laughs> um that that's a story in of itself, Brad Hunt. Yeah. I mean, this dude, I, I I recognize his name from following the league for so long, but, I mean, he was never exactly a great player. But I mean, when you play in Minnesota, I mean, it's not that hard to be a shining star. Well, even yeah. still, seven goals is a career high for him by almost, by over double. His la- yeah. The last time he scored any goals was three for Minnesota last year and three for Vegas in yeah. uh, their first year. Well, just to recap the season a little bit. So, in the offseason, GM made some terrible moves, right? That's an understatement. Kevin Fiala for, uh, for yeah, for, for, for Gronland. I mean, what was that? <laughs> you know, and then Victor Ask, Nina Niederreiter. Yeah, and what uh, Donato, right? Like just, uh, yeah, just a little baffling. Yeah, so, coil, coil for Donato. And oh yeah, coil. That's what it was. 
What? Where is Where is uh, Denon? I don't even see him on this list. On the uh, uh, he's forty five games, nine goals, six assists. Um, he's on an interest. I don't know. But uh, anyway, yeah. So GM put them in a real rough spot. Despite that, they've been pretty middle of the pack. They're they're still in a playoff race. They're out by what? Five five points. So definitely still in it. They could turn it around. But if I'm if I was then I'd be looking at selling. Uh, just, I mean, I, I I don't think this team is just has it in the second half. The first half has been very middle, and I don't I don't see it improving. You have to sell at this point because you're looking at their the their stars are all what at least thirty or thirty two years old or more. Yeah. Um. You got Koivu 36, Parise 35, Zuccarello 32, Eric Stahl 35, Brian yeah, It's like Suda a retirement 35. club. Yeah, <laughs> I'm surprised like, is still playing, to be honest with you. I thought he was going to be done last year. I, I mean, at least Parise has been good this year, right? I mean, what's his stats look like? I don't know. but No, no, he's at 32 points. Um, 19 goals, 13 assists, 32 points. So he's not, he's, he's only five or six points behind Stahl and Sutter is at 35 yeah, I mean, points. I, I think that first line's been fine. Zuccarello's been a little disappointing, but I think Stahl and Zaprizi have overall, overall been uh, fine. And uh, second, going to the second line, uh, Zucker's been a bright spot. But yeah, just not a lot of like to hear. Nothing like stands out as bad, just a lot of mediocre. I mean, you've got, like I said, you got all these guys. They're They're all over the age of 30. On a team that the young players aren't exactly in a position to succeed right away, I, I mean, I feel like you have to be sellers because there's nothing he, that screams cup-winning team in two to three years. And in two to three years, I mean, you're looking at guys like Parise, uh, Stahl, Suter, all of them could be close to retirement. I mean, yeah. seeing all like. Um. I mean, locking up Spurgeon was a great thing that they did. Yeah, um, their defense, their defense. Everyone says their defense is so good, but they, in my opinion, haven't been getting it done. They might be good individual players, but I don't think this defensive core is, is doing it. I mean, their defensive whole. core isn't that great. I mean, um, they said a minus ten goal differential, goals against one hundred and sixty-six. That's one of the lower numbers I see. To put that in perspective. To, Detroit is 199, but that's yeah. I mean, they yeah they have a penalty kill of uh, they're letting a lot of goals in. 74. percent That's just not going to get done for you in this day and age. So you can tell me how good Suter and and, and Dumba and Spurgeon are all you want, but the, the numbers I don't think back it up. And I I mean, yeah, just I mean looking at their goals, another bad year for Dubnik. He's got. Nine wins, twelve no, losses. I mean, Dubnik and Stalock have been alternating, and neither one of them are really all that good. Yeah, I mean, Dubnik's under not under ninety save and three point two eight against. I mean, yeah. this might be not... a little bit of recency bias here in this next statement, but so I, I specifically remember the Penguins game. Was it like a week ago or so? Um, oh, it was. It was recent. They they came into the in uh in the Pittsburgh and got lit up, like just lit up. Like they didn't even show up to that game, and that's. Probably how I think most of their season has went. They they barely managed to crawl back in the second and make it almost competitive, and then just fell flat. 
I agree with I'm, that statement. I'm very curious to see what they do come the trade deadline. Uh, the past couple of years, I've I've noticed that uh, Jonas Berdeen's name has come up in trade deadline talks a lot. Yeah, and you got the obvious one in uh, in Zucker. Yeah, I mean, he's been linked to trades all year. If they're in the selling state, I mean, we've got a brand new GM. These aren't his guys, right? So... You, maybe he blows it up or something. I mean, Eric Saul could maybe be moved or Zuccarello or Coy. I mean, I think all these guys got new moves, so probably that's probably a little harder than it sounds. But I can check that for you. Uh, yeah, Zuccarello, yeah. Parise, Zucker, Koivu, Stahl, well, Suter too, probably. Yeah, and, and, and Suter's and contract. Is, yeah, that's what I was gonna say. Suter's contract. It's terrible. It's for like another forty years. Uh, Suter and Parise are both for another six years, which takes them at the age of forty-one. Oof. <laughs> Um, yeah, I mean... Yeah, they're not going to be Yager at that age. No, absolutely not. Um, yeah, I mean, like, I, I'm curious to see what they do at the trade deadline because some of these guys just... Like, the moves that they made baffle yeah, well, me, but like you they said, could be, GM... So, yeah, they could be in a wild card spot. I get it, wild, wild card. But um, I, I don't see it. I think the Central's too competitive, and I don't think they're going to hold that. So I'd be looking to sell even if they're slightly in that spot. I would too. You got to think to the future. And in, like I said, in three years, you got your best three players being yeah. 38 years and, and, old. And they got nothing promising. I mean, this isn't a playoff run team. This Donato, is just... Nala, these guys are not guys. I don't think you can count on to do it. Nope. on Like not to lead the team, not Absolutely to lead the team. Not. Exactly. Yeah. Those guys are solid top six kind of guys. Jordan Greenway is great. Dude's huge. But I mean, you can't, you you can't rely on those kids to lead the team, and when you're all your stars are thirty eight years old, there's not much else you can do. So we now move on to the Montreal Canadiens, who are having a just as average season, twenty two and twenty one and seven. Um, yeah, they were they were pretty good until they had lost some key people there. They were doing okay. Yeah, I was expecting them to do better, though. Um, they have so much talent. They have so many young kids, and it's just not working out for them no matter what they do. I mean, how do you guys feel them picking up Kovalchuk? I mean, I know it's a, a, like a leader presence in a locker room, but, I mean, is it really? Was it worth them picking him up? Oh, absolutely. It cost them nothing. I've heard they're going to – they were looking in – I mean, I see some articles about flipping them. I mean, well, they, yeah. It cost them absolutely nothing. $750,000 for a year for Kovalchuk. Any team would take that. And if anything, they had a terrible power play, and he's yeah. just going to come in, step in, and... Uh... Well, he's only he's on their second power play. But right now, they're, they're have, they have injuries to Druin and Gallagher. Yeah. Druin, Dr- um, yeah. Losing Gallagher hurts. Druin, too. Druin was on fire until until he got injured. That's the key injuries I was talking referring to. They, uh, they were doing pretty okay up until that point, and then... It hurts, but they haven't been bad. Do we know how long they're out? Uh, yeah, for a little while longer. Druin hasn't played in a couple months. I don't know about Gallagher. Um, I'm looking at that, Erica. Yeah, Gall- uh, Druin's son, indefinitely. But All right, Robbie, as a Jets fan, let's talk about this Ben Sherrod on the top line. How? How is that? I don't think... Benny's the number one kind of guy, but playing with Shea Weber, I think that's an extremely solid pairing. Benny definitely knows how to throw the body. Shea Weber, of course, knows how to throw the body. 
Shea Weber can get it done offensively. I think it's a really solid defensive combination. Uh, Jeff Petrie on, uh, on D as well. Another underrated defenseman. Dude can score despite being a bigger body guy. Yeah. Wouldn't expect him to be an offensive defenseman, but he, he can really do it. Their defense is pretty solid. Petrie, I mean, Petrie was popping earlier in the year, wasn't he? Yeah. I mean, he, he has a great early season almost every yeah. year for them. But then, like, you got to uh, hope he keeps that going. Um, a lot to like, though. I mean, Kotkaniemi obviously is only going to get better. Suzuki is only going to get better. I, I think Armia's had a, like a career year this year. I know he's always been good for. He's always been one of my favorite player players. Um, but uh, yeah, I think he's been fantastic this year. I love them getting Suzuki in a Pacioretty trade. I think that that trade made them that much better. Oh yeah, and how can we not reference Tomas Tatar? Oh yeah. <laughs> Um, I mean, yeah, I mean, Tatar is a great player. I, I don't know. Vegas screwed that whole situation. Yeah. Up, but, um, yeah, I mean, lots to like here. Everyone on Montreal is fairly, fairly young in age. Uh, Tatar's 29 and he's the third oldest guy on the team. One of them being Kovalchuk, but I don't think he really yeah. does. I mean, I think the, Biggest problem with this club is clearly the Carey Price contract. It's a it's a big obstacle to overcome. Um, if they had all the guys healthy, we might be in a different scenario. But with it, they just kind of have a bunch of middle guys that are, you know, just okay. Yeah, their but bottom six could use some more. Overall, other than Kakiniemi, of course. But with Kovalchuk having a great year, well, well, you know, like sorry, not I shouldn't say that. Um, Kovalchuk looking like his former self once he's gotten signed. Shea Weber's having a career year. Um, some key, you know, some good free agent signings in like Chirot. Uh, I, I think they got a good. Uh, they they're getting somewhere. I mean, looking at this though, I mean, Domi twenty four, uh, Drew in twenty four, Gallagher twenty seven. Uh, Kakeniemi 19, Suzuki 20. Like, like that is their, he's 21. Yeah, that's their top six and a number and a number two, three defensemen yeah. that are all under the age of 25. Maybe it would be exact opposite of what is going on in Minnesota. Yeah. The only problem with Montreal is that they have a uh, pretty big hill to climb in the Eastern Conference. They're currently sitting in the six on the wild card at 51 points. Um, Columbus and Carolina at the top there at 62 and 61. So. It'll be interesting to see what happens. Yeah, and, and building on that, a lot of the Eastern Conference have superstars, right? Mm-hmm. Like, the even in their in their uh, division, I mean, I, they got uh, Eichel's there, you know, Austin Matthews, Pasternak, mm-hmm. uh, and and whatnot. Uh, I I don't see that from this team. I mean, I, I guess you could say Carey Price, right? But I mean, I guess I mean Carey Price isn't having the best year. I mean, he's he's having a, a decent year, but it's definitely nothing to be. Jaw dropping. It's out. not Carey Price numbers. He would need yeah. to be that guy, exactly. you know. And he's just not doing it this season. That's They're one just... of their biggest hills to climb. They definitely got the superstar defenseman. They got a good forward core, but they they need that elite tier player. Yeah, it just it doesn't look like Carey Price is doing that for him this year. Well, um, I mean, don't don't count Nick Suzuki out. Um, That's I mean, fair. Yeah, he was a first pick or the first overall um, first round pick. Yeah, I mean, Nick Suzuki could easily get to that point, and I think that that's what they're trying trying to breed him into. He's already oh, jumped sure. Kakaniemi in the lineup, so yeah. I mean, I I was pretty high on him when he, in this draft year. What does numbers look like this year? 
he's got 27 points. Wow. I mean, yeah, that's, I mean, 27 points at uh, 20 years old with not the best wing. I mean, well, they're pretty good wingers, but yeah, I mean, that's, that's a good year. I would be excited about that. Yeah. I mean, lots to, lots to like in Montreal here. Now let's go to the team where there's not much to like right now. The Nashville Predators. Oof. Uh, before so, this season let's, started, yeah, let's let's just recap their their season up to this point, right? The free agent moves I thought were outstanding. I thought their GM did a really good job building a roster. Uh, yeah. Before the season started, I said that this is the best team in the league on paper, and I still yeah, they were they were my pick for President's Trophy going into the year. Adding, I mean, I mean a whole year of Duchesne, Gronlin, Forsberg. I mean that line should be outscoring almost everyone, right? Yeah, I, I I don't know what's going on in Nashville. I know they made a coaching change. I'm not sure hiring the guy that New Jersey fired was the right move to make. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you got to think it's, it's a coaching thing, right? Because Kyle Turris is not performing. Um, well, Kyle Turris was scratched for half. Yeah, the I mean, what, what was up with that? I don't know. I don't know what Laviolette was doing to this team, but it wasn't good. Um, <laughs> They're in a weird position. They have too many centers, right? Ryan Johansson is a clear number one. Duchesne's a clear number two. Nick Benito has been outstanding up to this, the first. He's had an outstanding first half of the season. Yeah. Um, and Gronk so hat tricks. Well, well, right, right. Third line yeah. centers getting hat tricks. You got to be excited about that. So where does Kyle Turris been into that? It's kind of a thing, like though, like yeah. Now you like. Why did they get Duchesne if 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 Terrace was supposed to be in that role? So now they just have Terrace sitting there, and he can't play fourth line minutes. That's not his job. So yeah. like, I mean, the thing that I love about this too is like this on on a daily faceoff. This fourth line is the number one ranked fourth line, and this okay. Blackwell kid has barely even played. So that fourth line being number one ranked is strictly because Terrace and Smith are that good. Yeah, and, and like the fact that like Garland's coming to push Arvidsson down. I mean, Arvidsson was a beast a couple years ago. Mm-hmm. Like this is an insane roster on paper. Where, what is going on? I have no idea. To point out that their leading scorer is Roman Yossi at forty-eight. Well, Yossi's had a hell of a year so far. Oh, Roman Yossi's he's a monster, but their next closest being a forward is Philip Forsberg, thirty-two points. I mean, there's a sixteen-point gap between your highest scorer, which is a defenseman, <laughs> yeah, and your top line. One of your top line w- wingers. I mean, what's what's going on here? I, I you got to. I just want to highlight Forsberg's. Uh, his disgusting Michigan, look. Yeah, Michigan disgusting. Goal. Absolutely disgusting. Um, that has to pump your team up. You got to ride that for a couple of weeks. But anyway, uh, Ellis is still out due to Corey yeah. Perry being a dick. So um, I, I, he's I think injured right now. Going back to the Yossi thing, it could be that PK Subin leaving has kind of allowed Yossi to flourish a little bit. I'd agree with that. I don't think there's anything wrong with saying that. I, because... I think you can say that some of the responsibilities has been moved back to him, and he's taken it in stride. Well, he's their captain for a reason. He's obviously a clear number one, yeah. and in my opinion, second in Norris voting. So they're still in a playoff spot, but, I mean, we, we were just talking about how bad Minnesota is, and they're below they're them. Below I know they got games in hand, but games in hand are not something you should go off of. I mean, yeah, that's, that's not enough. When, you, when you're down by one point and got three games in hand, you can pretty yeah. much count that but, as a wash, but... They played very little number of games. Um, I love their defense. Yeah, Dante Fabro is yeah, he's been really unreal good. skater. Um, 
I just, like I said, before the season started, I looked at this team and said, how is anyone going to beat them? And uh, I think we're losing was, Ryan Ellis here. I see this. I don't know how long he's been out. But that uh, might he's be. been out since the Winter Classic. That was when Corey Perry tried to take his head off. That, that definitely hurts, but that shouldn't be like this level. I, they got to start getting it done offensively, I, it looks like. I mean, they were doing poorly before he went yeah. out, but. I mean, what still hurts. He's a good player. This um, is the makings of an all-star team. Yeah. Like, I don't understand why. I, I think doing the, so the one nice thing I see here is I, they're number six in the wild card spot in the in the West, but their goal differential is a plus two. Which, when you look at their, well, you look at number seven, San Jose, they're minus thirty-seven. I mean, so I, I'm not. I wouldn't be worrying so much about Nashville because. Just the surrounding goal differentials are Winnipeg with an eight minus eight, Chicago with minus six, and Minnesota with minus ten. So they're clearly doing a lot better in that category, and I think that's an important stat of how well you're playing. Yeah, it's odd that they're that's that that doesn't make much sense to me. If I'm being honest with you here. Well, I mean, you look at um, the same thing happened to Tampa Bay, and Tampa Bay's bounced back. They're number number two in the Atlantic. So. Oh, yeah, they for sure have time to get it back together. It's just that they, they should be way better. Un- underwhelming. Well, yeah, it's like we said earlier. The West Midpoint. is blown wide open. There's no, there's no clear leader. Yeah. I mean, they, St. They Louis definitely need to take it, though. But, like, after St. Louis, it's pretty wide open. I think, I think Nashville gets their game back in the yeah. second half of the season yeah. here. It's, just, it's, it's just like Dallas has played one more game and has seven more points. And... Yeah, I don't know. Nashville needs to rein it in here. You know a team's not going to pull back in the second half? The New Jersey Devils. <laughs> yeah. One um, of a season. Just can we redo, I think? I mean, <laughs> I, I think I I think New Jersey finally realized what what, what was happening with Taylor Hall. They knew he wasn't going to come back, so they tried to get as much as they could from him. Yeah. I like the trade to Arizona. I think, like we said earlier, How about Arizona, Arizona going, going in on him early? Before exactly. The, before they got a bid war going. I mean, that's a smart move. Good, that good is, that's a very smart move. I think yeah. there's been a lot of disappointment in New Jersey. Uh, he share is probably one, one of my biggest disappointments. I mean, this he's kid, still young. Kid, I think he's had an okay season. I mean, I'm talking he's about not, this season. Just, he's, not, he's not Austin Matthews. He's not Lionel. He's not McDavid. He's not like, well, he's definitely a tier lower than, I mean, it's showing. But he, he's had some highlights. Oh, and they all knew that going in, too. I don't think anyone expected him to yeah. be that guy. I am actually more disappointed with Jack Hughes. I think he's had a very underwhelming season. Him as well. Even P.K. Subban. What is going on with P.K. Subban? 11 points and a minus 15. I, I think it just shows that he's, he's being exposed here, right? He's, he's a number four defenseman on a, on, on a good team, Nashville. And he's mostly an offensive weapon, mostly a power play weapon. And mm-hmm. New Jersey doesn't need that. They need defensemen. Even still, they are criminally underperforming. Looking at this list of defensemen that they're playing right now, Subban, Green, Severson, Vatnin, Butcher, Carrick. Severson's playing is probably overperforming. Vatnin's about where he should be. Butcher has had a very uh, less than ideal season after what he did last year and the year before. Uh, Connor Carrick. um, He's only played 11 games. I mean... Connor Carrick's not an yeah. NHL player. I, I think you can just wave him off. But anyway, I mean, like, I don't, I don't think that's a big point in the season. But yeah, I think just like so coming into the season, everyone had them as contenders, right? I certainly every, did. Every, yeah, I, I remember everyone saying that their the moves that their GM made in the off season, in, which uh, include PK Subban, uh, Wayne Simmons, Gusev, 
Like, these were all steals in most people's opinion. Well, and, Gusev's uh, at least a very bright spot for them. Yeah, uh, yeah, sure. It's just... I don't think anyone had Wayne Simmons on the first line. No. And I'm sure you get the... He's no Taylor Hall replacement. That's for sure. I, it's just... I think a lot of these guys have taken a step back in some... Not excluding his share in, in Hughes. I, I'm, I'm like... Referring to like Will Bitch Butcher, right? Great season last year. Where where did that go? He died in yeah, uh, disappeared in the second half of the season, and he's been bad this season. Yeah, I mean they're not gonna pull it back. Miles Wood's it. been pretty bad. I mean it's just, I think some of those guys that they relied on last year just haven't showed up, and I think that's kind of a problem. They're also missing Paul Merritt injury. I mean, he's Hard been to out say for about, a couple yeah. weeks. I think we clearly have them as non-contenders, but yeah, for sure, doesn't mean the, they should still have bright spots in the second half. Uh, especially just like experience for Hishier and Hughes is probably the most important thing at this point. Yeah, they have bright spots now. I mean, Hishier and Hughes getting experience, Gusev coming in and doing what they had hoped he would do, and Blake Coleman scoring so many goals. Yeah, what's up with that? Every <laughs> Highlight career, you know, highlight goals, right? And then yeah, disappears. Highlight goals up. disappears. <laughs> I mean, 19 goals. I mean, that's pretty. He's, he's leading their team with 19 goals. That's, <laughs> hey, I mean, how many of them are shorthanded? <laughs> what do you do with PK Steven? For real, though. I mean, he's signed for two more years after this. I mean, they're not contenders. They're not, this is not a contending team, in my opinion. Trading away Taylor Hall, I think, almost confirms that. So, like, mm-hmm. uh, I'd try again next year with him, see if he can bounce back. If, if he doesn't, if not, I, you can't trade that contract anyway. Nine million dollars for two well, two I mean, more years after this it. year. No one's gonna take it. No one's gonna take that contract. It's 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 it still sucks for them because it's. You mean you gotta feel bad for him, don't you? They got put big money on him, and he just. Literally hasn't shown up this season. I mean, I think that it might just be a little bit of bad luck too, because looking at this, he's leading the, their team in shots on goal. Uh, Maybe. No. Blake Coleman is. Ah, Blake Coleman. <laughs> <laughs> Blake Coleman is 147. I should have expected. Just uh, by I mean, the way, we all hate Blake Coleman in this, <laughs> in this room. Yeah. <laughs> Big goals, Blake Coleman. He only, oh, has, he does. he only has three shorthanded goals. Um, I mean, um, me being a Jets fan, that, that goal at the beginning of the season, I'm sure you all know what I'm talking about. Absolutely deflating. I hate him. <laughs> oh, where he basically just puck chopped it in the net? Oh, yeah. Man, he looked like Sidney Crosby out there. And it's <laughs> Blake Coleman. It's, it's Blake Crosby. <sighs> yeah. uh, moving on well, to the New York Islanders. So th- Another great season. This is going to be a very divisive team, all right? Barry Trotz is... I, Basically Respect Barry I think he's one of the greatest coaches I've ever seen because he infuriates the shit out of me. I can't stand <laughs> watching any team he coaches. I hated the Capitals. I hate the Islanders. I think he never played it. He, he didn't play a trap with the Capitals. You can correct me if I'm wrong here. Up until the year he won, right? He played a modified trap. Yeah. It wasn't the year exactly they won. They, they called it the picket fence. It was it was impossible to get through, right? So. He clearly did that. Like he, he, he realized it worked or, or whatever, and he's implemented it here. And they do it really well here too. 
I mean, they've made Grice and, and Marley look like Carey Price. Well, I, I also attribute a lot of that to the goalie, their goalie coach, because I think that that guy is one of the best yeah, yeah. goalie coaches of all time. But, I mean, when you have a, when you have a stat they're, they're line, also, like they're not allowing any shots from high danger areas. Like the, 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 the trap he's doing is it's, it's working. Yeah, I mean the goal that goalie coach is is insane. Mitch Korn has a track record of some nuts goaltenders. I'm sure, but they also have two solid goalies in Grice yeah, and Marlowe. I, mean, I mean this defense court, I don't think anyone rated high, right? Nick Letty, Pollock, Taze, Mayfield. No, their defense is their defense I didn't I wouldn't go into the season ranking them very high, but they're certainly pulling it off and their top two lines are pretty insane at the moment. I mean, Lee Barzon, Eberle, I think Eberle's always been a good player. After what Everlay did in the playoffs, he had a fantastic playoffs. I think he's definitely coming in the season cold, and it's a little bit of a disappointment. But they definitely get they get production from all their lines, right? Like, yeah, Anders Lee. If it's not Anders Lee, it's Barzal. If it's not Barzal, it's it's Brock Nelson. They everyone has a good game. Uh, Derek helps. Broussard on the third line center is pretty good playing with. Uh, yeah, Tommy he's been Kay. he's been good there. It's he, I'm glad to see him. Turn it around. I'm, I'm a little sad he didn't work out in Pittsburgh. Anthony, but... Anthony Belleve is on, on pace to have a record season. He's at his. He's already at 29 points. His season high was 36 back in 2017. I think he's, he's a good young kid coming up. Uh, I mean, th- their fourth line is always one of the best fourth lines in, in the league. And replacing Cutter, Clutterbuck, who's injured right now with Komarov. Like, where's what's there's no trade off there. Komarov's just yeah. as good as Clutterbuck. Yep. So, recap in the first half of the season. I mean, not no real moves from last year. Um, I mean, it gets hard, right? But he's not a core player, on my in my opinion. Um, their 17 point game streak, you know, like unbelievable. The biggest standout here that I don't like is the fact that Ross Johnston's getting a sweater. Uh, I'm not sure how much you guys know about Ross Johnston, but he's... I don't know a damn thing. He is literally one of the biggest goons I've ever seen play hockey. Um, and well, Trout likes his goons. Well, he... he the nice backhanded compliment there. <laughs> uh, I, I, I just don't understand why he he's even playing he dude, averages what do you mean? He has, a night dude he has four points in yeah. 28 games I, I think back. it's actually <laughs> impressive <laughs> i think it's actually impressive that brassard has the numbers he does playing with tommy and, and Ross. i'm surprised brassard has any points at all i just i when he played in pittsburgh i couldn't stand him i just don't want to see him excel at all because he was such a disappointment i don't think that was very much his fault though i'm just i'm just saying from what i saw of him in pittsburgh i don't care where he was playing on the team, he could have had a different line mate. That's fine. It still pissed me off. It was a disappointment for him in Pittsburgh. Uh, yeah, this is the incident that I recalled. Uh, Ross Johnston, uh, when he was playing on the Moncton Wildcats in the Canadian Juniors uh, in 2013, he was suspended 15 games for slashing some guy in the face. So, yeah, no, we he... got a 15-game suspension for a slash moment with a two-minute. So he must have done something. <laughs> Um, I, I think that it wasn't much of a slash. A I think it was more swing? of a beheading. Beheading. <laughs> 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 so, um, yeah. So I don't understand why that guy's getting any yeah. playing time. Well, but now, now uh, we're gonna we're gonna move into a segment. We're gonna call Robbie's hot takes. Robbie's hot <laughs> yeah. takes. All we're, right. We're still on the Matthew Islanders. Here. Okay. Is yeah. a plug. 
Man, not impressed. Not impressed. Not impressed. Not impressed at all. Talking about. Oh God. All right, rubbish hot takes are trash. Onto the Rangers. Wait, wait, no, I'm not done. I'm not done. This is. I know this sounds stupid, but it's based off my fantasy. This is stupid, right? Right. Forty-two points, forty-nine games. He's the most disappointing person on my team. Watching him play, he has six breakaways a game. Doesn't score on any of them. This guy could have ninety points if he wanted. I don't think he could have ninety points. If well, he, he had eighty-five in his uh, rookie year, so he'll be, he's on pace to match that. He, you'll be all right. <laughs> I'm not talking about fantasy anymore. I'm talking about like I was just a joke. But I'm talking about I'm real talking, life. Uh, yeah, I'm talking about his real life. He gets like eight breakaways a game. Doesn't capitalize on any of them. I really don't watch Islanders that much. But what I've seen from them, they're really well. In my opinion, team. going on a second hot take, this team is unsustainable. They're you playing a good that- team game. You said yeah, that I said it last year. year, and they had a what a second round exit, third round. What was it? Second, first? Second it wasn't a first. Round. It was second or third. Second, second, right? Yeah, I mean they're gonna have another early exit again. It'll be a first or second round exit. They, this is not a team. Like, well, they still swept the team that you thought was so good. So I, I didn't think Ooh. the team. I didn't, I'm not talking about the Penguins last year. I didn't. Think, I never thought they were good. Oh, you thought they wouldn't have any trouble with the Islanders. Yeah, because yeah, I don't, I, my, because my opinion still stands. I don't think they're a good team. I never thought they were a good team. They might have had a good matchup against the Penguins, but then they got swept the next round. Yeah, and I think well, the same thing is going to happen, not against the Penguins specifically, but they're going to have an early exit because this is not a good team. I don't think I agree. Well, we could sit here all day and battle about that, but let's talk weather team in New York. Let's move on to the Rangers. Um, Lots of like in New York. Lots to like in New York. This season, not so great, but like you said, there's a lot coming up in the next couple seasons. I think that's going to make them probably one of the more competitive teams in the league. I mean, we're looking at Georgiev. He's having a pretty yeah. decent season. Um, looks like he's getting... Georgiev's uh, likely to get moved, though. You think so? Well, yes, definitely. Well, you, what's, what, what do you think's going on with Lundqvist, then? Do you think he's still going to keep playing? Because all they have... Well, yeah, Lundqvist is going to retire a Ranger. Oh, so you think the Shirsh going to... Yeah, Shirshkin. Yeah, he, he's there. I haven't pulled up in front of me. Igor Shesterkin is absolutely unreal. 28 games yeah. in the KHL last year, a 9-5-3. Before we get into it, let's, uh, let's do a quick recap, right? So, uh, off-season transactions, there's a big one, right? They probably landed, the, big, the, they the, landed the, the prize, right? Panera. Panarin. I thought you were gonna say Truba. I thought for sure you were gonna like, <laughs> overrate. I was talking Truba about so hard. <laughs> well, that's another big thing, right? They got Truba. They they Truba wanted to go there, and they got him for a pretty good price. Let's be real. Yeah, they did. Um, I'll get into that trade later when we get to the Jets and my thoughts on it. Um, but it cl- I'll talk about the, the the Rangers half of that trade. So I think what they got out of it was a number one defenseman. Yes. Um. I don't think he's been great, but I think he's been solid. He's turned it like it took him a little while to adapt, but he's definitely been better. Um, you know how I really like in New York right now is this uh, this kid Adam Fox. Adam Fox has been good. I don't. I don't. I don't I'm not quite he's been a little sheltered. Third a little young. Uh, I guess sheltering him. He'll get there. There is so much to like on their defense. Yeah, they get D'Angelo, though. D'Angelo right? like, is yeah. exactly what I was getting to. How, how dare you discredit Mark Stahl? <laughs> <laughs> it's hard to like Mark Stahl. It's hard to like any defense court with Mark Stahl. But he's pretty terrible. I mean, we got SKJ with a nope. And uh Brady Shea and Truba is a good defensive pairing. I like it. 
Lingren is pretty good. I like him. As forwards, well. man. A lot to like here. Some something's to not like, right? So Chris Geyer is likely to get moved. So I won't mention him. I don't um, like the fact that Brendan Smith is a defenseman playing the fourth line right wing. That's that's an odd situation. I won't. <laughs> I can't comment on that. I I don't know what's going on there. Hot take. There are no injuries. There are no injuries. Uh, New York has lost their mind. No, they legitimately moved him to forward this year. He was so bad at defense, they moved him to forward. <laughs> um, yeah, I mean... So, I know we we commented on their defense core and seeing how good all these individuals are. I don't think they've come together as a core yet. Um, no, it's still early on that, though. What's your guys' yeah. take on Capo Caco? Um, well, hold on. We'll, I'll get to that. I'm, I'm going to talk about someone real quick first. The Ben Ninja Dad. Guy's been unreal, right? I mean, he was in Ottawa for a little bit, right? So I don't think anyone ever saw this coming out of him, did we? Um, I I, I remember that trade, uh, Zabinijad for for uh, Broussard, Broussard. Right? I mean, yeah, I remember from, that from, trade. Now that looks like a complete steal, right? Yeah, I remember that trade vividly, and people kind of were surprised at the time because I think people thought Zabinijad had another level, but I don't think anyone knew he had this. Level. I mean, his his production has been unreal. Yeah, I mean, I don't think anyone really, truly saw this level of production from him. No, I mean, see, now we can. uh, I want to talk about one more bright stuff before we get to the to the other bright spots, right? So, um, Brandon Lemieux. I love Brandon Lemieux. I love his game. I think he's one of the better instigators in the league. He's not as good offensively as someone like Tachuk, but I don't think anyone instigates as well as him. Yeah, I mean, that's probably true. Uh, Lemieux certainly chip off the old block. His dad was just as big of his dick as he is. So, yeah. And, uh, I mean, Truba's been kind of on that line, too. But now we can get to what I wanted to talk about. What, in my opinion, is the negative spot. Capo Caco. I mean, he has... Unreal hype going into the season. 16 points in 44 games. I mean, I know he's still... It's his first season, but... I went to a few games where... I think I've won the two Rangers games this year, and he's been completely invisible. That's right. We did go to the one Rangers game yeah. down at DC. It was yeah. We went to one in DC and uh, against Capitals, and it, yeah, completely, <laughs> completely invisible. Kaka didn't even notice he was playing. I had to look for him. Yeah, I mean, he's got a ton of time, just like the, in New Jersey, but it's just the hype going into the season for him. It, it wasn't like you know. Hughes and Hishier had a certain level of hype, and it was kind of everyone knew that this was going to happen. Kako didn't. Kako had a he had that hype. He had that not as the Matthews level, but like it was up there. I know what you mean. It was up there. Yeah, people thought he was going to have a good season, and he's been he's got the playing time too. He's got the chances. He played with Panarin for a little bit, right? Yeah, he did. Um, Yeah, I mean, he's got time. I I definitely wouldn't be worried about it. Like like we said, New York's not going anywhere this year. But I I would be a little worried though. I mean, clearly they got plenty of time. I'm not calling him a bust or anything. It's just a little disappointed in that. I mean, might have just been the hype around him though. Let's let's talk about this real quick. I know it, it doesn't have a lot to do with the Rangers, but right now and their season thus far. But Leah Sanderson, the kid that. uh infamously threw his silver medal from the Royal Juniors into the ah, crowd. Ah, yes. Yeah, he... Did not like that move. He has requested a trade from the Rangers. I mean, he, yeah. has, 17, I mean, he has one point in 17 games. To be fair, I mean, just from everything I've heard, I've not heard a lot about him, but from what I have, I wouldn't want him on my team at this point. Yeah, so, I mean, there's... That'd be pretty mutual if he's asking for a trade. 
there's a lot of red flags with this kid. Like he's clearly overly emotional about the game. Throwing a medal into the stands was a dumb move to do. To be um, fair, he did apologize for that. Yeah, he did. I mean, apologies, um, but you know, he didn't mean it. He just trying to save face at that point. I mean, just a very lackluster NHL thing. But I, I don't know. I don't know why he requested the trade. I don't know whether it was a usage problem. Uh, he's currently back on loan in the SHA. He's playing back in Sweden. Um, I, I don't know. Uh, it's not often you see a 21-year-old kid that's got, what, third, like maybe 60 games of experience under his belt asking for a trade. But, yeah. We will I mean, see if he's meant to the deadline, but I would probably go on a limit. Yeah, I mean, well, kind of it's pretty similar to the Pulji Jarvie situation. Just kind of a weird spot. But yeah, yeah, I mean, he doesn't have much mm-hmm. leverage. But yeah. if he won't play for the team, then yeah. I, I would think they're okay without him. Though. They got plenty of offensive weapons. I mean, their power play is, I think, one of the better power plays in the league. Once Panarin, Panarin's on, yeah, Panarin's there. So yeah, I mean, this power play is gross. Yeah, for sure. Well, Panarin didn't play in their last game before the uh, yeah, but he's on, on the, the yeah, he's on he's on the power play. I mean, uh, the power play is gross. I, I think they could have a good second half. I don't think they can make it into the playoffs, but once again, with the East being so competitive, I don't see them making it in. Yeah, yeah again, they're behind Montreal, and we think Montreal's a bubble team. So, I mean, if I definitely, uh, definitely a solid yeah. future. Kako needs a few more years under his belt. And then I, I, th- unlike Montreal, they have that guy. Kako is that guy. I think and they, even Panarin, and, well, Panarin, Panarin, Panarin. Yeah, even if Kako is Panarin, Panarin is. A solid. I don't. I don't think he's quite on that like, like franchise guy level. But he's elite. I mean, sixty-eight least, points yeah. in forty-seven games. I yeah. mean, what else? What else could you ask from him? Well, now let's move on to some a team that we could ask a lot more out of, but we're not going to get it. The Ottawa Senators. Um, yeah. <laughs> uh, I'm not going to comment very much on this because I don't really have much to say other than yeah, Eric. This one's all you, bad. but I don't. I don't watch anything about Ottawa. I could care less about they, Ottawa. They've been, they've been bad. Their GM has been bad. Their you owner's know, the, bad. The only reason I know about Ottawa is because they had a player go into the All Star game. That's it. Uh, they, they had, had two, <laughs> to Chuck and Declare. Uh, Declare, huge bright spot of twenty one goals. That's a lot from somebody no one thought would put yeah. up twenty one goals. Well, if you want to, um, yeah, it, we'll talk about bright spots here, right? So. Um, I think Shabbat has really just blown me away. I mean, yeah, he's fantastic. Well, he had like forty minutes that one night, close to it. Yeah, he, oh, his, he's ten seconds off the record or something. His I mean, average that's unreal is, for his like, average is twenty six right? minutes. <laughs> They're just kind of throwing him into the fire, and he's handling it really he's the only well. Defenseman that yeah. does anything, but he's, he's handling it really well. So if for some reason he ever got onto a core, I, I mean. He's playing with Ron Hainsey and still putting up these numbers. <laughs> Definitely um, something to be excited about in him. Uh, they basically just took Toronto's trash with Zaitsev and Hainsey and Connor Brown's okay. Um, yeah, there is not much to like about this. Uh, yeah, I think least... the best parts are to Chuck. Declare and plot. That's all you can be excited about, right? At least they got Bronstrom from Vegas uh, in the in the Stone trade. So at least they got something. 
Shabbat Braunstrom is going to be an insane defensive pairing. Um, yeah, Mestikov's I mean, been bad, right? What's his numbers look like? Bad, bad, not Mestikov. great. Not uh, twenty-one points. points. You know, another. I mean, they also yeah. lost. I, mean, I get that they're not Sam Kucherov, but I love Jean 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 Gabriel Peugeot. He's probably one of my favorite players right now. He's just so fun to watch. Uh, Craig Anderson's not good. Um, you know that. Yeah, there's not a lot of bright spots here other than Duclair and Tachuk, Shabbat, and getting Braunstrom. Um, I mean, Pajot, he's wasn't wasn't uh, Colin White supposed to be good? Yes, Colin White is uh, a decent younger I guess player. I oh, don't really got much else to say. Yeah, they're just yeah. bad, and we all kind of knew they were going to be bad. They've had a bet. I don't see I think, them. Actually... I think actually a better first half than most people anticipated them. Yeah. I think everyone assumed they'd be the worst team in the league, and they somehow yeah, Detroit lost. Detroit took it from them. Yeah, Detroit took that from them. So they're not even winning that. Detroit's tanking for but the first round pick. Somehow Declares found his stride in this city, though. So too bad it's on. Too bad it's on a season. It doesn't matter. Guys, they have fifteen million dollars in people that will never play a game for them. That's a problem. Ryan Callahan, Marion Gabrick, Clark MacArthur will never play a game for them, and there is $15 million wrapped up in them. Yeah, I'll have to like. Uh, let's not dwell on it, though, because there's just no reason to shit on them all night. So, let's move on to our... Well, I mean, if we're going to keep shitting on people, let's go on to the Flyers. Woo, baby. I'm not going to say that I have a lot of shitting on the Flyers to do. I you like their squad a lot. I'm a lot of shit on the Flyers. I, uh, fuck the Flyers. We'll just say that real quick. But, um, we'll just get that out there. Get that out I'll, of the way. I'll stick up for them. No, they deserve it. They deserve it. Eh, they might deserve it, but ease <laughs> up. Well, I, no, I, no I like the Flyers. So, well, uh, let's do a quick season recap, right? So, the roster hasn't changed too much. Um, the biggest addition, I think, was actually last year in Carter Hart. Carter Hart had a fantastic um, juniors, right? This kid was unreal, shutting everyone down. And he hasn't quite made that transition in the NHL yet. Not quite the goaltender that he was promised. Uh, yeah, He's had some good games, but a little inconsistent. Yeah, but that'll get there in time. He's still super young. Um, but do they have time? They got Brian Elliott. Yeah, they got a ton of time. Okay, well, let's. <laughs> let, all right, Drew's only um, getting older. Yeah, but he's still not that old. He's thirty-two. I, just, I so, mean, they got time. Yeah. Um, they've, they've had a pretty bad start to the season. I remember the Penguins completely smacked them. That was awesome. Um, but yeah, I mean, their their last couple of games, they were they've been awesome. I mean. They beat like some of the best teams in the league last week, uh, including the Penguins. I think. You know, let me just pull Man, up their last ten here. I don't think. I don't think you'd be tough pressed to find, other than of course the Penguins, uh, a team with worse yeah, so injuries impacting their team. Good. We got Nolan Patrick, Oscar Lindblom, Carter yeah, it, Hart. It's just really like. Unfortunate ones too. Nolan Patrick with the migraines, and whatever with cancer. Limbo, yeah, I, mean, I don't like to see that. You know, that's no that's for sure. I mean, I know I'm a Penguins fan, and I can't like 
cheer for them, but that still sucks to see. I mean, you don't want to see that in anybody. Yeah, I, I don't want that to happen to anyone. I mean, look, they have five guys on injury. It's Patrick, Lindblom, Hart, Gosses, Baron, Roffle. Those I mean, are like, all someone like Patrick, but he had so much potential, and he, he may never live up to it. Just It's unfortunate. Yeah, migraines when you're looking at bright white ice with lights reflecting yeah. off of it all day. It's not it exactly a... I, I want to go back to what oh, I was... Looks like there'll be Ghost's Bear back in a couple of weeks. So it's always a positive. I'd like to go back to what I was saying a little bit before that. Um, in their last couple of games here, so they beat... So this month, they beat the Capitals. They beat Boston. They beat St. Louis. And they beat Pittsburgh. Yeah, they beat the top four teams in the league. Is that All not right huge? Another. That right? is very huge. I mean, I, I get they've lost to uh, Montreal in there and Tampa, but well, the Tampa loss was a, was a was a one nothing. It was one nothing, one nothing. But in a four three overtime loss. But unreal performance from these guys, right? From the Capitals, the Bruins, the St. Louis Blues, and the Penguins—they just swept the four top four teams in the league. Yeah. Um. I mean, tons of stuff to like about this team. Yeah. Konechny has stepped up big. Uh, Couturier, I always knew Couturier was going to be a player like this. Uh, it's taken a while, and it took trading. It it took trading Braden Shen for him <laughs> out. He's not shy enough. well, Braden Shen was a Voracek having another solid season. He always has. Braden, Braden Shen was an anchor on the squad. Yeah. Um, um, Kevin uh, Hayes on third line center, uh, overpaid, but whatever. They're, they're in a they're in a tough spot though. They. They don't have the points to really back up their season. Like I said, they had a bad start. They turned it around a little bit. Um, but they're they're in tough competition here. Um, they're surrounded by Columbus, Carolina, Toronto. Yeah, that's that's rough to try. They they don't have the spots, and they're in a hard competition to get them. So I don't know. I, I don't know if they make it in the second half, but they definitely could. I wouldn't count them out. Yeah, and I mean, don't forget that they do have Morgan Frost available if if. They make it to the playoffs and need a little bit of a boost. I mean, we know Morgan Frost is a very, very offensively talented player. So, uh, lots to like in Philly. I think they're I bet, only I getting better. JVR. He completely killed the Pens uh, in that game. I was watching that one. So, JVR. Oh, yeah. I mean, you don't really think JVR is like one of the, you know, when you think of the Flyers, you don't really think of him. So, definitely underrated. Their top six is fantastic. Yeah, I, I was not a fan of the Kevin Hayes move. I, I thought he was terrible for addition to Winnipeg in, in the playoffs. I thought he was a detriment. And I thought his contract was ridiculous. I thought $7 million for him was complete garbage. But It is okay. way overpaid, but he's been okay. Um, he hasn't been a problem, but $7 million. <laughs> But they need that, so. Yeah, I mean, it's an overpayment, but they they have to. It, it's their kind of their forced. top six is absolutely fantastic. If Konechny keeps producing yeah. like this, it, it's a I shame mean, it's, that there's injuries. I mean, they'd be a complete monster. Yeah, for sure, running at full force. All right, moving on to another another divisive team because I certainly know I don't share the same opinions of the oh, Pittsburgh Penguins. Yeah, buddy. My the Pittsburgh besides me being in a homer, this is going to be sound completely ridiculous. They are my favorite to win the cup. I mean, highly disagree. What's your because you're let's, a uh, fan? Well, let's, let's do the same thing we've been doing, right? So, quick season crap, uh, off season moves, what they do. Um, 
biggest one was a really stealth move, right? Stealing John Marino from Edmonton. Yeah, that I'd rank that as their biggest move. Yeah, the that most was clearly move. the most important move. What a steal that was. I, I mean, I get Edmonton was in a difficult spot, but they got fleeced in that deal. I'm not sure Edmonton knew what they had. I don't think they did either. And to be fair, I mean, he had okay numbers in, in at Harvard. It wasn't like standout numbers, though, but they gave him an increased role. I mean, I, it was kind of weird because I, I watched him in preseason, and he got a his first game I thought was terrible. He got, oh, we thought penalty for. You got a penalty for embellishment. I mean, dude, that's not how you make the team. But he proved me wrong, and I've, I'm a big supporter of him. He's my favorite player. Do you on the think ice the right pens? Now. You think the pens missed Kessel because that was another big one off season? No, I, I, I kind of had a hot take on that at the time. It was like, yeah, he had 90 points, but I thought the, the Penguins have enough points. They they're not going to be like a complete offensive juggernaut without him, but they can make up their production without him. Mm-hmm. I thought Kachanik would at least. Be, Score a little bit more, but they found it in other places, specifically McCann and Simone and Ross. Ross, I mean. Has enough time finally passed where we can say that trade was utter garbage and the Penguins No, I, I still, I, I'll still stand by that trade of just getting Kessel off the team because I was sick of his shit last year. It, the turnovers and his, his bad, just, uh, I, I, he didn't want to win. He was being lazy. I, I mean. I know it's kind of a meme, but I don't think Robbie's saying the trade was good, but getting rid of Phil Kessel was needed. I'm saying, yeah, we need to get rid of him, and if that was the trade that did it, then our so game was it. forced. But some, so let's look at some bright yeah. spots. So obviously, well, like, Marino just, coming in, popping off. I, I think there's one more free agent signing in Brandon Tanev. Oh. I absolutely love Brandon Tanev. I watched him in Winnipeg his entire career. Dude brings fifty percent every night. He leagues. He's like top four in hits every every year. I love him. The energy he brings. He's amazing defensively. I I remember when he got signed, and I I remember the exact comment I made because everyone on a Reddit thread was freaking out about how they way overpaid Tanner. Yeah, I, I I saw that opinion. I I knew. I thought it was a little bit of overpayment, but I love the signing at the time. I, I I commented saying the exact words of "Yes, this is a lot of money." Someone in the Penguins organization must have seen Tanev and said, "We need to get that guy yeah. on our team right now." And, it, and it was I, I remember, I remember saying that Brandon Tanev is going to surprise a lot of people yeah. because of the way he plays the game and how well he'd fit in Pittsburgh. It, it was such a mix of emotions because I, I, I thought the Jets were going to lose Brandon Tanev, and he's like, you know, he's a fan favorite kind of guy. So I, I was sad that we were losing him, but then I heard the Penguins signed him and instantly made my day. I'm looking at this this roster, and I see some weak spots. I, and, and most of that's been because of injuries, right? So just look at our injuries. Injury looks you like Bukestad, Gensel, Cahoon. Those spots are filled. There is yeah. no weak spots on a healthy Penguins roster. I don't agree with that. I think Bukestad's a weak spot in of, in of itself. I don't think hey, Bukestad's what? He's good. on the fourth line? He's fine fourth line. I don't. I think on a healthy Penguins roster, he doesn't get it over Bluger. Yeah, I don't either, and I don't think Bluger is that great. Oh no, Blue, Teddy's been awesome. Yeah, I, I agree with Robbie. Galchenyuk is absolutely horrible. I think he's going to be moved to the trade deadline. Uh, if he's I, not, I don't know what's going on with them. I've been. I mean, I think just keep him. Whatever. 
Why would you keep him when you can try to get rid of him? And to get I mean, like just look at the acquire. I mean, no matter how many times you guys think he's ran out of chances, I still think he's got it in him. I would disagree. I, I don't. From what I, I've heard, the dude getting, brings 150% to practice, and it's just not connecting in his head for whatever reason. I think he'll figure I mean, it, it doesn't, out. I can, you can practice as hard as you want. Practice only Yeah, I, I, I still think he'll figure it out. I mean, he's had some he, – he, yeah, I get it. But he's had a couple th- – what, 30 goal seasons? Like, you just don't lose that. He's had one. Well, even if he doesn't, the Penguins don't need it. So he plays four minutes a night. It's not going to detriment. Just keep him. You're not gonna get anything for him, but uh, he's had one thirty goal season, and the next closest was twenty. So I, I I think he's running out of chances. He can't hold a line himself. He, he I just think he kind of sucks. Sure, but you still got to give the like overall. You got to give the Penguins credit for. Coming in with a roster that everyone thought sucked. They just got swept. They made some moves that everyone laughed at. And they're what? Second and third? Third in the league? Right behind the Capitals? I will for I will admit that... It, They've lost, they lost all their guys and they're what? Third in the league? How could you very, not think this team's amazing? They're very lucky that they found Jari because they wouldn't be there with Matt Murray. Yeah, Matt Murray has been very disappointing this season. Even then, Matt Murray's completely turned around. He's had a great last couple games. Everyone thinks he's the hot starter now. So, I mean, I mean Sullivan thinks he's the hot starter now. I still think you ride Jari. Jari's the future. Uh, Jari's cooled down a little bit. It's, it's. I still love Jari, but he's he has cooled down a little. Um, he he's gone from well, he's gone from best goaltender in the world to uh, he's a good goalie. But yeah, Jack Johnson playing nineteen and a half minutes a night. I don't think is ideal. I mean, well, you, that's you, have you, have, yeah. you have you have you have Schultz and Dumoulin out. I mean, you gotta everyone's be noticed. I've heard a lot of complaining about Crystal Tang recently. It's Jack Johnson, right? If if Dumoulin was there, so the complaining started about two weeks after Dumoulin went down. There's a correlation there. Um, but on the bright side, that's let Ricola come in and step in, and I love Ricola. He hits so well. He throws the hip hip checks every once in a while. I love me a hip check. Um, still like Patterson. I think Patterson was yeah, a good trade. Pat- I've been. A little unimpressed with Patterson. He, he makes good plays, but he makes some weird ones every once in a while. But him and Marino are a pairing that's been great and can mm-hmm. be together for the next 10 years, maybe. So I'm just happy that Patrick Hornquist finally decided to th- drop the gloves and get into a fight for the first time yeah, in his career. Wild. I don't know how you piss him off that much. Yeah, he's never fought before. He finally dropped the gloves. Made me respect him just a little bit more instead of absolutely bit. not. What do, you mean a little bit? what do you mean a little bit more? A little bit in general? Yeah. <laughs> what? Okay. Well, what about Brian Rust though? I think Brian Rust. Has Unsustainable. Had a fantastic season. You can say that, but unsustainable. I don't know where this came from. He's on another level this year, and it's it's been the only reason the Penguins are alive. Honestly, he's been fantastic. Vulcan's been fantastic. Together, they've been. My two favorite players in hockey to watch. Gensel was Dude, absolutely career fired. Year so, yeah, even yeah, go that line far was amazing. To explain what he's doing right now. <laughs> this is a complete <laughs> outlier. Like he's been. Dude, he looks like an he actual his like career high in points player. like four <laughs> games ago. Yeah, like I mean, Crosby has a reputation of making 
Chris Kunitz, you know, like making trash Simone. cans. Look, yeah. Oh God. But what about Malkin? He's making Brian Rust into like a thirty-five goal scorer. That second line is probably one, probably my favorite line in hockey right now. McCann, Malkin, and Rust is absolutely insane. I mean, yeah. I mean, well, McCann's deal is just unreal. I, I love McCann. He was a throw-in too. Uh, Jay <laughs> Ryan Reese. What? I know Jar has made some bad moves in the past, but. I would say it's not his moves that were bad. It was a strategy that was bad. He had a strategy. <laughs> he executed it to pretty good results in his mind. When you get so he wanted a great player, he got Wilson, one of the better great players. Ryan Ryan Reeves, Reeves, that's, that's, that's what you get. Anyway, I think it was a strategy that's bad this year. He wanted to get younger and faster. He had a Brandon Tanev. Um, can yeah, I can go on for a while? It, it's worked. We'll just put it that way. Um, I think the Pens make it deep in the second yeah. half. I, I, I think they make it super deep. I think, it's a, I think we got a couple I, I think this year. Their only hurdle is the Capitals. I, we'll get to that in a little bit. Um, that that's gonna be a rough. That's gonna be a real good series. I'm excited to see. That. We're gonna have a little preview. Yeah, of that. we get we'll all four games. We haven't even seen any play Yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, next month we're gonna Super play like Super Bowl yeah. Sunday is the first. We're, we're getting a little preview so. of the second round. <laughs> oh, what a what day! A, what, yeah, what a day, right? Oh, yeah. yeah, there's nothing we'll else even called Super Bowl Sunday, day, not so. Caps Pen Sunday. <laughs> Scheduler. Is it noon? or something? All of the Caps Pen games are afternoon weekend games. So hope you guys. Yeah, what oh, the hell? God. So everyone's gonna no be asleep. The Penguins are gonna games. be asleep. The Capitals are gonna be asleep. We're gonna get like Jack Johnson hat tricks because no one's gonna know what the fuck's going on. <laughs> oh, did Jari get the goal against the Capitals? <laughs> Eric's gotta admit in person or on this podcast, Eric will have to admit. Yeah, we'll Tom get Wilson to that. is a plug. He's we'll a plug. Get to that. Eric, I agree in nothing. No. Eric, agree. Sign the deal right now. Tristan, Tristan Jari scores a goal hey, against the Capitals. Okay, so there's there's a there's an ongoing bet. Zach right Trotman, if what's <laughs> Trotman, Trot, Zach Trotman gets a goal <laughs> by the end of the year, I will get his face tattooed on my ass. That's and how. if the Arizona Coyotes win the Stanley Cup, I'm getting the OG Coyotes logo on my ass. So there'll be lots of asses seen if those so, two things happen. So, so um, just to, to, to comment, to, to finish this trifecta off, if, uh, what did I say, Jack Johnson does something? No, no, if Tristan Jari scores a oh, goal yeah, if Tristan Jari scores a goal against the Capitals. Eric will get. Okay, wait. Why is Tom Wilson why is a plug so much that? easier to do? Why, <laughs> 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 well, Tristan John? There's been one goalie's goal like in the last three years yeah, or whatever. That's not yeah, an all star game. Yeah, dude. That's not easier. Oh, Jari <laughs> wants it too. Jari wants it. He's no, gonna get it. Absolutely not, dude. Jo- oh, come on, Eric. Agree to it. All right. Well. We, we've been, I've been uh, rambling a little bit. This is clearly a Homer thing for me. But right. just to finish it off, a little bit of Robbie's hot takes. Malkin for Hart. Zach Aston Reese for Selkie. Jari for Vesna. And John Marino <laughs> for Calder. And Crystal Tang uh, for... We all know who the Norse uh, is going to. And we'll get to that. All right. Well, I hope you guys all enjoyed episode one, part two of the Clapping Bombs podcast. Don't forget to like, share, and subscribe. And we'll see you again next time.